Obvious striking thing from the opening weekend of the new SSE Electricity League of Ireland Premier Division. That's its official title now. Um, all games bar one ended in draws in the top tier this weekend. Bohemians 2-1 win against Cork takes them top of the pile after weekend one. I'm not sure you can read too much into that, but different teams for different reasons may have a pep in their step or be encouraged at the very least by what they saw on the opening weekend and I think Sligo Rovers fans will fall into that category. Donald Ryan is in studio with me for the Rovers review. Donald, how are you doing? All good, Austin, yeah. Very happy after last night now, I must say. You were on commentary. Did you enjoy it? I did. I did enjoy it. It's always good um, to be in the, in the showgrounds when, whenever Shams are in town. And given the performance that Rovers put in last night, they put it up to Shams, really. I mean, Shams dominated the ball. Probably had a lot of possession, but the, the what, however Rovers were set up, chances for Shams were kept at a minimum. Rovers had the better share of the chances. They had certainly had way more of the chances and a point. the point that they got was the least that was deserved after that. Anytime Shamrock Rovers come to town, it's going to get the Rovers' juices going regardless of who's going well and who isn't. You know, of the Rovers' battles you've been to in your career so far, where would you place this one? Um, well, we didn't win, so it couldn't be top. I've seen a couple of great wins against Shams in the showgrounds, but... Um, the, just the quality of the performance and coming into the season I think a lot of people have kind of written Sligo Rovers off or kind of not been they haven't really been on the radar you know the, all the talk is always about Shams about Derry St. Pat's they'll be the, the ones that are tipped to make big strides this year but Rovers we all know that they've signed really well um, it was a matter of showing what those new signings could actually do and I think the ones that featured last night really stake the claim for themselves well did we know they'd signed really well maybe we weren't too sure of what Rovers had or at least some Sligo Rovers fans might argue that we got some positive indications certainly last night that uh, John Russell might have done well here certainly in a couple of of sectors but more generally um, I know on other podcasts this week the League of Ireland came in for some criticism that there wasn't enough of a buzz around the start of the league this weekend and if you couple that with because there was with the fact that there was so much change to the Sligo Rovers playing squad in the closed season, there might have been some apprehension among some Sligo Rovers fans going into this weekend how this season is going to pan out. Now we can't make any real long term judgments yet, but just as an occasion last night, I mean, Tina Byrne mentioned it earlier on here in studio that she got there at seven o'clock and the place was pretty close to Wedged. I met you at 6pm outside the showgrounds and the queue was already 20 or 30 deep to get in. The turnstiles hadn't even opened. What sort of atmosphere did it strike with you last night? Well, just in terms of there not being a buzz around the league returning, I completely disagree with that, to be honest. Uh, This off-season, myself and Gavin said it on commentary at one stage, it felt like the longest off-season in a long time. 
everyone was just waiting for the league to come back and especially when you have a tie like Shamrock Rovers to open the season you know people couldn't wait for it and that was that was shown in the crowd last night as well 4,200 people in the showgrounds I've only ever seen the likes of that when we are in Europe and you know every the crowd really brought it and it really added to the atmosphere and speaking with the players after the match they it was something that they picked up on and they said that it really kind of helped drive them on that kind of an atmosphere and if the showgrounds can keep that up and if it's like that nearly every week I know you, it's probably not going to hit the heights of 4,200 every week but if we can get a similar atmosphere going the showgrounds is going to be a very very difficult place for teams to come to this season Well in the end it was officially a sellout at the showgrounds on Saturday night if you didn't make the game and weren't near a screen or a radio here's a reminder of what happened as described last night on Ocean FM by Gavin Dykes and the young fella here in studio. Clark and Shamrock Rovers win it back now, and it is Clark who's back there with the ball, finds Graham Burke, just making his way into the middle, he gets into the box, and oh, Raymond's standing off oh, Graham Burke, and he fizzes a fantastic strike yeah. into the bottom right corner, we were right behind it, Gavin, he had the time to space, it just opens up in front of him, put the left boot through it, and the movement on the ball, I'm not sure if you saw it there, Gavin, yeah, I said we were right in line with it, Luke and Nicholas was never getting near it, but that's an awful goal from Sligo Rovers' point of view to concede. We just backed off, and we backed off, and we backed off, and we got to know, you can't let players run it you got to go and engage them. Uh, it's a great strike from Burke. In fairness to Mike Nicholas, the ball moved an awful lot in the air. Going to get a lot of chances. But uh, it's so disappointing because we've started so well. And you can hear a chorus of boos yeah. ringing out here. You know, you know I, I, I just think it's terrible. I'll be quite honest with you. He's, 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 he's from Sligo. You know, he's a Sligo lad. You know, he's from Riverstown, his father was a legend here, you know, and people, sh- he done, he done absolutely brilliant, you know, for the club here, he done well here, do you know what I mean? He's done well, you know, I don't want him to score tonight, but I think it's great to see the young fella doing well. I'm sure you can hear the disgruntlement among the Sligo Rovers fans here behind us, and apparently, apologies if you can pick up any foul language there, but Trevor Clark's been replaced by Darren Nugent, and it's Rory Gaffney, who will yeah, be replaced by Johnny Kenny. A mixture of boos and applause for Johnny Kenny as he enters the fray here. This is Caelan Barlow putting Roberto Lopez under pressure. Now Barlow standing up to Roberto Lopez. And Lopez put a hand on Caelan Barlow's face there. He cannot do that. He cannot do that. All the players gagging up on each other now. Caelan Barlow incensed. The referee just has to, has to defuse things here. But Roberto Lopez could be in big it. trouble I here, Gavin. He put a hand straight up in Caelan Barlow's face like that and pushed him away. Silly from Roberto Lopez to do that. But the referee uh, surrounded by all players here from both sides. As far as I'm aware, Gavin, you can't put a hand on a play. If he's lifted his hand, I didn't see it. It's a red card. That's for a yellow yellow card for Richie Towell, who's given out from the touchline here. But if he has to let her alone, Donnelly has to go. Well, he definitely... No, he's did, not doing it. He def- I know by the way he's speaking to him, he's not doing it. He definitely put a hand on Caelan Barlow's face. I could see it from here, Gavin. And there's a oh, big, de- right. big decision for the right. And Roberto Lopez has been given his marching orders here in the showgrounds. Shamrock Rovers still lead 1-0, but they're down to 10 men. Caelan Barlow showing a yellow card as well. Geeing up the crowd here as Roberto Lopez sent down the tunnel for showing Caelan Barlow in the face. Lafferty has space to run into here. He gives it out wide to Carlos Sullivan, who's taking up position here on the left-hand side. Gets across into the box. Can he find Max Mata? Oh. Ball falls to Will Fitzgerald. And I think it's 
corner not prevented there by Liam Birch and it will be a corner now from the right hand side for Sligo Rovers in the dying stage of this one to try and snatch at least an equaliser if they can yeah Lafferty will be a threat now with this you know he really really will be he's very very good in the air Will Fitzgerald now to take this corner from the left-hand side. Rovers have nearly everyone forward. Bar Luke McNicholas, great ball into the box. Also O'Sullivan, it'll come back out to Will Fitzgerald. He'll get a second bite of the cherry. Sings the ball in towards the penalty spot. Nando Pinehacker there and eventually scrambled away by Johnny Kenny. Johan Brandfog takes it down just outside the centre circle. Still in the Shams half. Floats one wide for Will Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald nods one down to Aina Clancy. Clancy as well to take it down. Browning to Max Mata finds Danny Lafferty wide on the left hand side floats the ball in towards the, ball. the back post there's the it's bouncing there and Adam Mata is able to get back on his own line Fitzgerald gets another shot off and a call for a penalty the call for a penalty it looked like it came off Sham's man's hand but the ball goes out for a corner it was his own man that Adam Mata had to make the save off save him just deflected I think it deflected off I'm not sure it was a brilliant save Another corner now for Sligo Rovers in the dying stage. Will Fitzgerald again from the left-hand side. Hangs one up towards Penny spot. Max Mata takes the ball there. It's cleared away by Darren Nugent. Always trying. Lucas Browning in the edge of the box. In strike. I'm it in. Oh, my word. Lucas Browning. Lucas Browning from the edge of the box. A stolen two points from Shamrock Rovers. The man for the drama. Raised in Sweden. A hero in Sligo Town tonight. Lucas Browning, welcome to the showgrounds. Sligo Rovers won. Shamrock Rovers won. And now Davin Dyke, that's the least Sligo Rovers deserve this evening. Very much so. Very much so. Very, very much so. An unbelievable strike from Lucas Browning. The ball came to him from the corner. Took a dash of bullets lashed it into the back of the net. Well, I did say first half he was off, but the second half he was a lot, lot better. Doesn't matter now what a strike from the showgirls on their feet here McNicholas floats on towards the box Pineacker's up there Cowell gets ahead on it to knock it out of play and that's it that's a what the, a game. the referee what a game, Donald. the referee is called a halt here Sligo Rovers won Shamrock Rovers won the final score and Gavin Dice we said it when Lucas Browning scored that wonderful that goal but that was the least the Sligo Rovers deserved this evening yeah it was a great game of football from both sides you know and in fairness we kept going we kept going and we got what we deserved at the end of it I really think we did and I will only get better you know fair play to the players fair play to John fair everybody involved great occasion and a huge crowd and um, a fair result Gavin Dykes with Donald Ryan at the showgrounds last night on Ocean FM and there were lots more goalmouth incidents and talking points uh, Liam Burt's uh, Shamrock Rovers unhappy with Liam, an incident involving Liam Burt who was left on the ground uh, midway during the second half which the match officials didn't see there's lots of things to pick up on let's hear though from the Sligo Rovers goal scorer last night as uh, Donald mentioned on commentary he was born in this country but moved to Sweden when he was two Lucas Browning who got Rovers equaliser deep deep in injury time great night uh, felt really good and uh, we are happy that uh, we got a point. We would have liked more, but we settled for a point and we move on to the season. From a personal point of view, obviously you scored a winner, fantastic strike as well. But your overall performance, you must be extremely happy with, given it's your first start in the in the league. Uh, I wouldn't say fantastic, but uh, it was a solid performance from the team since it's first game of the season. There's always tension, nerves, uh, but we handled it pretty good and. Uh, 
we, we, it's a solid performance, but we, we, uh, we need to move on from here and uh, keep uh, the process going and keep working, getting better every day. When Shamrock Rovers come to Sligo, it's usually one of the biggest games of the season. How much were you aware of that before the game this evening? I was aware it was a big game and a big challenge for us, but uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, good. This is the game you want to play, you know. Big games, and uh, it was a great night tonight. And a sellout crowd here in the showgrounds for the first game of the season. How much did that atmosphere play into that performance this evening? Massive part, massive part. But uh, it comes hand in hand with the with the play. We need to perform as well on the pitch to get the crowd going, and the crowd did their part today, and we did our best also. And to get a point against the league champions to start the season, Lucas, um, surely that's something you can build on now going forward. Absolutely, it's it's uh, it's good for us to to uh, get the point today. We want a three. Now we set for one, and we move into the season. Rovers goal scorer last night, Lucas Browning, speaking to Donal Ryan, who's here with me in studio. I was listening to you and Gavin here in studio on the radio, and I had the LOI feed with the sound muted alongside. Now, there was a, a time difference, obviously. But of the new signings of Sligo Rovers, Browning was probably the guy on the TV feed who looked like was having the biggest difficulty in the first half adjusting to League of Ireland football. But he did improve in the second half and Gavin Dykes referenced that a couple of times on commentary. And what I like about that interview is you get the vibe from it. He doesn't think he played particularly well, even though he was in the end the match saviour, which is a good sign, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And I said I said it there in the interview. I said he scored the match winner. It was only the equaliser, but it felt like a winner just with the, with the, the nature of the goal and how it came about and yeah, just the security. Sligo Rovers won 1-1 one, one last night. Yeah, yeah they yeah. surely did. But um, as you said, Austin, yeah, I didn't think of all the Rovers, play, of all the starting eleven, he was probably the weakest link of the team, I thought, last night. You know, we did talk about it on the commentary, but he was he started the second half a lot better. And once Greg Bulger kind of left the field, uh, Bernie kind of took it upon himself to kind of step up into that role and just was kind of dictating the play a little bit more from the middle of the park and as you said yourself he probably knows it probably wasn't his best performance but I think that'll be long forgotten about after that goal last night Because it occurred to me last night where's Niall Morahan? Because I've seen Niall Morahan play really well against Shamrock Rovers and actually score against Shamrock Rovers in recent seasons but to give Browning his dues he, he got his bearings and got the grips and these guys are going to need time to, to find the pace and tempo of what this league is about yeah, well, Rovers aren't exactly short of options in the middle of the park now either when you have the likes of um, Greg Bulger there who had a sensational game last night, I thought. Browning, who is only going to improve. Morhan, who's still recovering from an Achilles injury, I think, after the friendly uh, against Finn Harps in pre-season. And, you know, you still have the experience of David Cawley to come in there as well. And then young Sean McAteer coming through as well. You could probably drop Caelan Barlow back if you needed to, but I'd say he'd prefer to play a bit further forward. Absolutely. Good luck, John Russell, picking the next team. But maybe that's a complaint he likes to have. Here is the Rovers manager speaking to Donald after last night's draw. Really good performance. Uh, you know, from, from the off, I thought we were very good. First 10, 15 minutes, real high energy, good tempo, create a lot of chances, worked Alan Manis, uh, you know, a couple of corners. And we're just hoping for that goal to go in, and it didn't. And then they got that break. And, you know, Burke, he's a quality player, and he's given time and space. And we didn't close down the space, and he got a good finish. But I felt we regrouped at halftime. You know, they had a spell for ten minutes in the in the first half where they kind of got on to grips of it. We sat in, weathered the storm, and you know, second half thought we were excellent. Real good energy again, good pressure, create a lot of chances. And even when we went down to ten men, even if it was eleven eleven, I felt it was coming. And at one stage, you know, with five minutes to go out of time, you're thinking, are we going to score here? We deserve to get at least a draw, and thankfully we did. 
given the quality of that performance I mean it was fantastic from start to finish uh, how frustrating would it have been to come away with nothing this evening it would have been frustrating because look we want to win matches um, so to come away with nothing would have been really disappointing but I'm looking at the performance and that was a big thing coming in tonight you know we're playing the champions they've won the league three years in a bounce now but for us it's a new group it's going to take time but we showed really good signs tonight a number of new faces making their first appearance here in the showgrounds as well you must be happy with how they performed as well yeah really happy I thought Johan and, and Reese did really well in the full back areas aggressive that's why we brought them into the club they get up the pitch and put balls in the box Lucas Browning as well great he got his goal and thought he really grew into the game and, and dictated it you know Greg I thought was excellent as well first half Look, to a man, everyone, Max Matter led the line really well tonight. He tortured the, the back three and, and causing problems. So, you know, for us, it's a good start. Um, we need to make sure now we focus, not get carried away. It's a, it's a draw and we'll, we'll move on to UCD. And you decided to start Dana Clancy as well this evening and he put in a sensational performance. He looked like majority beyond his ears. Yeah, it didn't surprise me at all. Lane has been fantastic in pre-season. He's a player, I think, I've got high hopes for. He's huge potential. And for me, pre-season was all about getting lads minutes. There was plenty of game time, training sessions, and it was, you know, show, show what you can do. And, and Aina came out after the six weeks and he deserved to start tonight and he did a fantastic performance. And finally, John, that's really something positive to build on for the rest of the season. I know you said UCD next, you'd be looking to head straight away to that, but getting a point against Shamrock Rovers is a fantastic way to start the season. Yeah, it's a good start. The, the pleasing thing for me is we had a sellout. You know, packed house here tonight, atmosphere was brilliant, the energy in the ground, you know, that's what we need. We need that every week, or every second week, whenever we're playing a home game. We need that. We need the energy in the ground. We need everyone to back this team and hopefully we'll have a good year. I suspect on a personal level that was a really big game for John Russell last night because this was his first match where it's his team that he's putting out there for Sligo Rovers. He's the guy driving the close season shopping and, you know, this is where fans naturally are going to start making judgments about what sort of squad we've had and I'm just wondering how significant it was that a bit like the Europa Conference League run last summer at the end of a memorable night the manager and the players came out to acknowledge the great support which rightly they should you know a a packed house but did you feel anything particularly significant about that last night at the end of the game when they did do that? Uh, Yeah I did Austin to be honest and a lot of the crowd did stay back and clap the team back as they made their way around the pitch, started over in the Forza, as they call it, and then around past the pet stop stand, and then finally into the main stand and down the tunnel. Um, as I said, we've touched on it already, the, cr- the crowd really played their part in the showgrounds last night. It's fantastic to see the team acknowledging it, as they always do, in fairness to them. But, you know, when when a team, when they put in such a good performance like that against the league champions, John Russell was talking during the week before the game, saying that he was hoping that Sligo Rovers could surprise a couple of people or a couple of teams this season and it's definitely looking that way I, like, I, like I don't think anyone in Sligo will think it's a surprise but I, I'd say teams around the country now are probably taking a proper look at us now Yeah just looking at some of the texts and comments that the sense I get today people are encouraged by what by their first proper look at this Sligo Rover squad Yeah and I'd agree with that as well you know I I thought John Russell signed well you've touched on it as well that it, people were probably a bit sceptical or a bit worried when, when you see such an influx of relatively unknown players coming in which is usually what Sligo Rovers do anyway. Um, you know, People are just not sure what to make of them until they actually see them uh, playing a proper game of football. And even the likes of Stefan Radosiewicz, who only came on for the last couple of minutes last night, he looked a proper handful. Uh, Aidan Keane's goals are always going to be difficult to replace and he was such a key character in the squad and a target man as well. But Radosiewicz looks like a proper handful, I must say. Some of your comments to 0833500530 by WhatsApp and by text. Rovers played well, says this Rovers fan, but their passing 
was very slow. Great game last night, says another some atmosphere. Donald, may I commend your father on his pronunciation of our new Faroese striker. For those of you who aren't aware, we should declare that Donald's dad, Jerry Ryan, is the public address announcer at the showgrounds. And he had the pleasure of introducing that second half substitute, Rado. Here we go. Rado Savli. I'm gone again. Go on, you go. You, you, you tell me how we pronounce it. Stefan Radosayevich is what I've been told. I'm now, that's what I'm going to stick with until I'm told otherwise. But um, yeah, it's a tricky one. And Dad, Dad certainly had his hands full with that one last night anyway. He breezed through it. No problem <laughs> to him uh, last night uh, for the Fairways game. Who actually, I, I, I didn't have a proper look at that stage of the game, but um, from what yourself and Gavin were saying, he looked pretty decent yeah I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of games time we could see him leading the line he looks like he's quick he's big he's strong and he's just looking to run at the back line all the time and just make his way into the box and get there as quick as he can anything um, Aidan Keena-esque in him a bit too early to tell just yet Austin I'd like to see him get 90 minutes under his belt before I'd make any kind of comparison like that Okay, right. I want to raise one other talking point with you last night. And we've heard the platitudes from yourself, from Gavin, from John Russell, the manager, about the difference having a full house and the crowd. And there was a terrific atmosphere uh, last night at the showgrounds. There was always going to be interest in what sort of reaction Johnny Kenny, formerly with Sligo Rovers, now with Shamrock Rovers, would get if he either started or came on. He didn't start last night, which I was a little bit surprised by, but he came on in the second half and you were on commentary and we heard the reaction, which was mixed. There was applause and there was booing. Just describe what the atmosphere was like last night in your mind. From where I was sitting, Austin, just out in the main stand, just outside the press box, um, when Johnny when Johnny Kenny was line, lining up to come on, and the, the majority of people around me started. It was wasn't wasn't good. They were throwing abuse at him or whatever. There was a couple of people clapping him and trying to stick up for him or whatever. And there was a bit of a debate going on in the stand in front of me about people giving him abuse or people saying that you shouldn't be doing that. You know, it's he. Uh, it's his career. He only has one shot at it. Um, and that, like from an outsider looking in, you'd have to say Shamrock Rovers is a better career move for him than Sligo Rovers at the moment. And that's just to be all and end all of it. Um. It's, it was his decision at the end of the day um, like I said he only gets one shot at a career I understand completely the frustration that Rovers fans would feel towards this but at the end of the day he does have to look out for himself OK well I have a point I want to make about this but just before I do that let's have a listen to Gavin Dykes because he had plenty to say last night There's some comments that were made here in the stand that I think are just totally disrespectful to be honest with you not right Johnny Kenny was not this like a Rovers he's a professional footballer he's a Glasgow Celtic player you know He's moved back, he's on loan, he's gone to the Champions of Ireland, they're playing in Europe, you know. Sligo just can't compete for certain players and that's the reality of it. Okay, two things I want to say about this. The first is, look, everyone wants to see Sligo, ideally Johnny Kenny, the name Kenny, playing for Sligo Rovers. They know, everybody knows that's his club, that's where he was raised, it's born and reared on. But his day job is a professional footballer and he has to do what he feels in his head and what those advising him feel is the best career move for him. Um. And it's hard to argue with his decision to go to Shamrock Rovers at the particular stage his career is in. I would ask people to think about it like this. If he had come back to Sligo Rovers, he might love playing for Sligo Rovers. But if he has that ambition still to play across channel, would another club look at him at Sligo Rovers if he had gone, come straight back? Whereas if he goes to Shamrock Rovers, 
maybe gets into Europe again, maybe wins the league, maybe a cup, maybe they'll win nothing. Who knows? But if it goes well for him, then clubs are more likely. And I suspect those advising him, I don't know if Gary Rogers is still his, his, his agent, will be saying to him, this makes professional football sense for you to go to a club like Shamrock Rovers right now. It doesn't mean that Johnny Kenny love, you know, I'm sure he will enjoy playing and give his 100%. But I suspect too equally, Johnny Kenny scoring for Shamrock Rovers against Sligo Rovers would be a bit like Dennis Law relegating Manchester United when he played for Manchester City all those years ago. It would not give him much pleasure. But this is business. This is football. The other point I'd make about shouting abuse, I do think, and I'm open to getting stick for this. There is an historical football mentality that when you pay 15 quid in, that entitles you to shout what you want. I don't agree with that. I don't think you have the right to shout anything you want. You can absolutely it's a it's a stress reliever and, you know, if you're not happy with the football, you can criticise. But criticise the football not the individual. Once it gets personal, I think it, 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 it crosses a line. And I don't think whether you're paying 20 euro or a season ticket euro, you have an, an entitlement to shout whatever you like. In my view, you don't. Yeah, and I I'd agree with that too, Austin, in fairness. Uh, like it did, to be honest, it did feel a little bit uncomfortable for just the, from who was, who was around us, or not who was around us, but what was being said around us last night when Johnny Kenny came in like it, like I understand and it is an absolute sickener to see him going to Shamrock Rovers I don't think any Sligo Rovers fan would disagree with that but like you said you have to look at it from a, fo- a purely footballing point of view and whether you like it or not the League of Ireland is a stepping stone for any footballer here that has any kind of ambition of going across the water be it to England be it to Scotland be it to further afield in Europe and we, everyone in Sligo knows the potential that Johnny Kenny has. He has the ambition. He has. He definitely has the talent, and he definitely has the ability to progress further than the League of Ireland. Now Celtic, it's turned out that it probably hasn't been the best move for him. But by going back to Shamrock Rovers, he's putting himself back in the shop window. They'll be competing in the highest level of European football again this summer. How they'll get on there, who knows? And like you said yourself, if they win a cup, if they win a league, and he's banging in 10, 15 goals for them, you know that'll make people st- sit up and take take stock of him and like I said he'll be back in the shop window and he probably won't be at Shamrock Rovers for too long I can't I'd be surprised if Johnny Kenny spends the rest of his career in the League of Ireland playing for Shamrock Rovers to be honest because like I said he definitely there's a top talent there and he's a cut above he's a cut above the League of Ireland like I said if you're going to play in the League of Ireland with the ambition to go to a, a higher level be it England or further afield in Europe as I said he's probably better off playing for Shams to get himself that move that he he's going to earn in the future. Yeah, and he did, after the game, go over and uh, to the Rovers dugout or the Rovers management team. These are people he's known, grown up with. They're his friends, his mates. And th- that was a touch of class at the end of a fairly, you know, hot, tempestuous night like that. Yeah, he didn't have to do that either. He could have just went straight down the tunnel and got himself out of there, you know. But he was, you know, he went straight over to the dugout, shook fr- shook hands and hugged everybody that, you know, his former teammates, lads that he would have played underage with. And uh, as soon as he came on, one of his other underage teammates, Aina Clancy, who had an outstanding performance last night as well, and I'll touch on that again in a couple of minutes, uh, just went straight through him and clattered him yeah. to, to give Shamrock Rovers a free. But that was more of a kind of a, wel- a welcome home, I suppose, rather than anything else. Yeah, maybe it's good he's got that game out of his system now, the first game back at the showgrounds. Johnny Kenny, the Rovers Review wishes you every success with Shamrock Rovers. We hope you have a stinker every time you play Sligo Rovers, but otherwise, all power to you. Right, Aina Clancy. 18 years of age, this guy. We interviewed him on this programme a couple of weeks ago and I was struck. I met him at the Leitrim Sports Star Awards 
I, I thought it was a 26-year-old I was talking to. I had never spoken to him before. This guy is kind of full-time at the moment. He's deferred his studies. Intelligent guy, I gather by all accounts. And I wondered, might a game like that be too too much too soon for him, honestly, last night? But the kid did good. He certainly did, Austin, particularly in the second half as well. Um, myself and Gavin both said it as well that we were surprised to see him starting. I would have thought it was uh, I would have thought it was an ideal game for John Mahon to throw him back into, but he's probably still getting back to match fitness or getting getting sharp again. But Aina Clancy, as you said, he just played like b- with maturity beyond his eighteen years because that second half performance, him and Nando Pinacker really kind of took the game by the scruff of the neck. Shams were, weren't getting a sniff out of either of them. And for a, a lad so young to step up out of the academy like that, this will be his first season playing senior football with Sligo Rovers, and he certainly did not look out of place. And John Russell said it in the post-match interview that uh, he has high hopes for him, and it certainly looks like this could be a big season for Anna Clancy. It's a young man game, uh, Donald Ryan. No place for us old fellas anymore. Donald Ryan, thank you very much, and we will have commentary on Rovers' first away match, which is next Friday night at the UCD Bowl. UCD against Rovers live in full on FM from seven forty-five. Even if, even if the sun ceases to rise, even if the wind stops to blow, but the name of Sligo Rover.